Welcome to Learn Something New Every Day on Community Roundup. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are here with you the second Sunday of each month to share something new and exciting about the district. Thank you to Alpha Media for allowing us the opportunity to be a part of the show. Our show is produced by my dedicated student interns in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns are Danica Palma, Raymond Ruiz, and Cynthia Alburez, and Cynthia is on the board today. Thanks for being here. Thank you. <laughs> I, I didn't tell her that she was going to talk, but you don't, you don't have to, but right, yeah. thanks for being here. And if you would like to hear more, I will share information on how you can subscribe to our podcast at the end of the segment. And today, I'm very pleased to welcome back our Palm Springs Unified Director of Health Services, Laura Dyson. Hello. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. First time in our studio. Yes. Never been here before. This is actually only our second week back in the studio, though we have not missed a show in nine years, I'm very proud to say. But, you know, technology, you're able to do this without being in the studio. But it's nice to be in the studio. It is nice to be in here. Isn't it nice? Yes. They built the studio for us, so I said, we have to use it. Yeah, we have all this fun uh, technology we can use exactly. in here. Exactly. So, Laura, for those who do not know you, how long have you been with Palm Springs Unified and in what capacities? I, um, this is only my third school year with Palm Springs Unified, oh although I feel like I've been I, here forever. I know. <laughs> um, I started here just as the supervisor of nursing and then COVID was a blessing in disguise and I became the director of health services, um, last school year. So, and, and what did you do before you came here? I was a school nurse. So I, um, I really enjoy school nursing. I love working with kids and this was just like the next jump in my in my career and I started right before COVID and my goodness, what a year it's been. <laughs> you know, yeah, and I, I wanna, I, I, I would not be able to have you on the show and not talk about COVID. I mean, it just, it's it still here. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's not gone. So we, we will, we're not gonna spend the whole show talking about it, I promise. But let's start with the current situation and work backwards. So here we are in September of 2022 and we're still managing COVID-19. And I say managing because we, we are. have to manage it. It's a part of our lives now. Right. So what does it look like today versus like, let's say a year ago? We know so much more. Um, when you think back on the things we were doing in the very beginning of when COVID happened, you know, we were bleaching our Amazon boxes and leaving <laughs> our mail out for three days because right. we just didn't know, you know, and then we were cutting like I remember the very beginning cutting a sock to wear as a mask because like nobody had masks and now think how many masks you have floating around in your right. car and your house like whatever so um but we know so much more now so we know how it's transmitted so much better and so some of those really strict regulations that we had in place maybe even just a year ago have really dissipated um to make COVID just part of our daily lives and a little bit more manageable now yeah. So, so would you, would you liken it to the flu then? Um, I think COVID's different from the flu in that it affects people so differently. It can cause very minor symptoms in some people and s severe, like where it causes hospitalization and death yeah. in other people. And you just don't know, right. um, even in the same families, it seems to affect different family members differently. And so that part I think is what separates it from the right. flu. And Okay, so, you know, the whole vaccination thing is, 
is kind of um, controversial. Controversial, <laughs> yeah. And you know, at first we were all told because it was the best information they had. Mm -hmm. And I say the big they, right? Because who are they? Mm -hmm. It's like people at the CDC and you know, and right. the World Health Organization. Though I think we split from them. I don't know if we came back, but uh, I think we're still uh, divorced. But yeah, okay. So, <laughs> but you gotta look to somebody, right? Right. So we looked to our health officials, and and this district has done that straight along. Where there have been a few, not locally, but that just said, well, we don't care what you say. We're gonna do what we want. But we felt strongly to rely on the the people who know best mm -hmm. they don't know everything because this is this is so new but when the vaccinations first started and and even now vaccinations are strongly recommended for everyone who's eligible to have them mm -hmm. and where we're at right now is um everybody's eligible for two shots and a booster and then if you're over 50 you're eligible for a second booster mm -hmm. so Everybody kind of thought, well, if I get my vaccinations, I'm not going to get COVID. And that really didn't, didn't happen. happen. Yeah. So why are we still recommending that people get vaccinated and why? We are. We're still recommending that people get vaccinated because vaccinations, while maybe it doesn't completely for prevent you from getting COVID like we first thought it was going to, it does help you pre it prevent you from having more severe symptoms of right. COVID. Um, if you watch the news, they're starting to talk about the approvals or, or they're, they're going to approve the, um, the new booster that's supposed to be effective against the BA5, um, which is that new variant that's coming out that's causing most of the illness. So, um, you know, I, I think that the, the vaccines will always continue to evolve just as COVID continues to evolve. It's a very normal process for a virus to evolve. And that's exactly what COVID's done. Um, where it will go, we have to watch and see, but, um, you know, I, I, I know people got really frustrated with, oh, I have, you know, I got my vaccine and now how come I got COVID? I feel like I heard that a lot. Like I had all my boosters. What happened? How come I still got COVID? And that was really frustrating for some people. Yeah. yeah and, and still in all though, like, you know, the, the rate of people in hospitals and ICUs is way down. And so yeah. is the death rate. Right. Like, I mean, there are still people who are dying, but most of them have, uh, other right. Or they're not, their hospital stays aren't quite as long or, or their symptoms they're are unvaccinated. Yeah. Right. And, and we are still seeing that where some of the unvaccinated are seeing the most severe illness. So stay tuned to what, whatever the new booster is going to be mm -hmm. in the fall. And maybe that's why they've held off on saying people under 50 should get the current booster. Cause it's been months. It has It's and, been quite a while. Yeah. And like I got mine probably, I don't know, five or six months ago, because I'm lucky enough to be over 50, lucky, unlucky, whatever. Um, and that we've had some staff ask, like, when can we get the booster? And there's no movement. And probably because they're working on yeah. a new one, which all of us will, will need. Yes. If, if we're going to get boosted. So, okay. So stand by for that. In the meantime, our district has been working diligently with a lot of community partners, but primarily Desert Oasis Healthcare have been our star partners. We love we them. We love them. And um, we have vaccine clinics happening all the time. And 
There might be another one scheduled there in September. Is, uh, there is one in October. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't have the date in front of me. However, I post everything on social media. So watch social media and you don't have to have an appointment. Anybody who's eligible can come from six months old up to 105. Um, if you haven't had your uh, initial vaccine or your boosters, you are eligible to come. You don't need insurance. You just need to show up. And if you have a first vaccine, then come with your, um, with your vaccine with your card. Vaccine card. Yeah. Thank you. Or the digital, mm-hmm. the digital record. Magic. But if you don't have that, we can also help you pull up your digital record too. Great. That's really good to know. And in addition to uh, vaccine clinics, we have not stopped in uh, any of our testing. Like we, throughout the summer, even though our schools were closed, uh, any of our staff and our kids and their families are able to come over to the district mm-hmm. administration center and get tested. And we haven't stopped that and we're not planning yeah. on it for the We were really lucky to partner future. with CDPH and um, they, they allow us a, an unlimited supply of tests, which is why, it, oh, and I've always felt like it's so important that we offer it uh, to our families as well as our students and staff because... If our families aren't feeling well, then likely our students or our staff members aren't feeling well. Exactly. And also, I'm along the lines of the tests, I mean, we also, I think three, three times now, maybe four, um, sent tests home with kids. Yeah. Like before, uh, uh, before they came back for winter break, before they came back for spring break, and then we, we mailed them home before they started school. We did. And we actually, I was so glad that we did that because we ended up, um, a lot of people use those tests and we caught a lot of cases before they made it to our campuses. So I was really happy that we, that we mailed those home. And that's the, you know, that's the key here. Like if you, you know, (laughs) do you remember at the beginning, like you got, I mean, not that we ever talked about it, but there was like the stigma, right? Like somebody got COVID and we it's like, like, oh, oh you got COVID. Yeah, and you were like irresponsible or you were like, no. Like, it was like embarrassing to right? call me like, I got COVID. And now everybody <laughs> just posts it, you know, because it's like, it's almost like expected that mm-hmm. at some point you're going to get COVID. I haven't had it yet. But I just got it again. Oh, oh, you've had it more than once? <laughs> I've had it twice now. Well, in your line of work, I'm surprised, you know, nurses are probably sick so often get yeah. everything from but anyway um so the idea is if you're sick stay home and so you know and that it's not only about covid it's anything like you know yeah. but before you used to like you had a cold you had you, oh, you push I'm through going to work. i'm yeah. going to work yeah and now you just just be careful and if you if you get covid you get covid and you spend your five days and have yeah. a negative test and then you come back. I think that the availability of testing too has improved so much that right. it's like almost to gotten to the point where it's almost irresponsible not to take a test if you have symptoms, That's because right. what if it's COVID? Um, you know, I honestly, how many wanna, people are you going to give it to? How many people yeah. are you going to give it to before? And you know, how, what person did you give it to that maybe couldn't recover from it too? Yes. So see, that's the thing. Like, you know, all these people that like, I mean, we could talk, uh, for a whole show about masks, but you know, the people who oh, I'm not wearing a mask and I, and they, they don't do anything. Well, you know what? You don't have to wear a mask and you could stay home. Right. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I gotta say, um, the mask came on and the flu levels went way down. Right? So exactly. So that's hard to argue. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, so, you know, we're, 
I wouldn't say we're back to normal. Um, who knows if and it's a new normal, it's a new normal. That's right. So masks are not required. They are still strongly recommended. Um, and we see a lot of kids and a lot of staff members wearing masks and, um, that's great. And if you don't want to wear one, that's great too. No judgment. Everybody needs to do yeah. what's best for them. But we do ask if you're sick, stay home. And, um, if you have COVID, you're going to need a negative test to come back right? exactly students and staff yeah and we we really want to just make sure that whatever symptoms they're having are not covid related right gotcha so um and i think everybody by now knows the but we have a we have a whole guide that's on our website that outlines everything anything you ever want to know about covid and palm springs unified and even beyond palm springs unified you can find in that guide and Laura worked very hard on There's that. There's a lot of resources on our PSUSD website pertaining to COVID. So anything you want to know, you can find. Exactly. And, you know, Laura, like, um, we're going to um, move off the radio show pretty soon and continue the conversation on the other side. But um, I want to give you the opportunity to, to, um, to talk a little bit about your staff. Oh, my gosh. My staff have been so amazing. We, um, you know, this has been a really... Um, hard year for for school nursing but in some respects um, I think it really pushed school nursing into the forefront of how important having healthcare on the school sites was and how do we ever go back now right um, and so for that I'm really proud that our our school nurses were able to step up and step in to do what needed to be done even though we were exhausted and it was so much extra work um, you know, on top of everything else that we were already doing to manage all the COVID cases and, and um, make sure that our campuses were safe places for our staff and our students, but, but we did it. You certainly did. All right, so Laura, let's move off okay. COVID. No more COVID. And let's talk about our health services staff. How many people on your team and what are their roles? So I have 15 credentialed school nurses who are my RNs, uh, my registered <laughs> nurses, who take care of they're really responsible for the health of the school site primarily. Um, and then I also am lucky enough to have nine LVNs, my licensed vocational nurses, and they run around like chickens with their heads cut off and cover all the specialized healthcare procedures across the district. So all our diabetics, all our kiddos with G-tube meds, all our kiddos that really need somebody that's a, that has a little more nursing experience to help them, um, with their, with their procedures for the day. Um, we, we traditionally, you know, 15, 20 years ago, these kids would have been at home because we couldn't maintenance these kids or keep them at school. And now some of these kids with really severe health like disorders and dif different diagnoses are able to be on a regular school campus. So LVNs have more specialized training than RNs? No, the RNs have the more specialized oh, okay. training. It's the longer training. Um, and our RNs all have bachelor's degrees and or some of them have master's degrees. And then in addition to that, they go back to school after they get their RN to get a school health school health credential as well. Oh, wow. Um, so it's a, it's a really specialized um, form of nursing. Um, so it takes, it takes a special kind of person to want to be a school nurse. So the LVNs, like, did they have, they have associate degrees? They then? have, um, it's a certificate really is what it is. Some of them do have associates degrees, but, um, they go to school for about a year or 15 months or so. And, um, and then they take a test at the end to get themselves certified through the board. Um, and so they have a nursing license, 
Um, and but their scope is a little bit more limited than the than the registered nurses and gotcha. what they can do. And how many LVNs? I have you? nine of them. Wow. Yeah, we're lucky enough to have one at every high school site, and then I've got some roving ones. So, well, you know what? If if there's any, there's a few silver linings to COVID. Like we've we've learned some things about how we can manage time better in certain yeah. certain ways, right? But another silver lining is that I maybe you wouldn't have had as many staff. Ah, can I talk about my medical assistants? <laughs> yeah, <yet>? go ahead. <laughs> we were lucky enough this year. So during COVID, we had to, not, not going back to COVID, but during COVID, we had to bring in some extra help to help us manage our, our isolation, our care rooms, and just do COVID management on the sites. And so we hired, uh, through an agency, medical assistants. And some of these people now have been with us for two years. And um, so we were lucky enough this year to open up 21 positions um, for each of our elementary and middle school sites for our medical assistants. And I'm so excited to be working with some of these people in this capacity because, you know, I've really gotten to know them over two years. And some of them um, have really shown um, their abilities and their, their desire to work with Palm Springs Unified. So we're happy to have them and welcome them to our campuses. And we're getting them oriented to their new roles in the health office. And um, it's such a needed position. So we're just super excited. So in addition to COVID testing, like what, what else will they be doing? They're doing all the health office management. So oh. all the day in, day out of the health office that traditionally at our sites was being covered by whoever, school site secretaries, registrars, attendants, the principal, the assistant principal um, now is being handled by these medical assistants. And so... Um, we're, we're just really happy to have them to do all that, all that day to day. That's very cool. And you have an excellent administrative assistant. I do. I do. Can I talk about Gabby for a second? She's my, she's my left hand and some days my right too. (laughs) (laughs) She's so organized. I have the best administrative assistant I could have possibly asked for. I agree. She seems wonderful and she like is. doesn't say she well, never says no she exactly. always has a smile and if she doesn't know she says i'll figure it out and that's, right i couldn't ask for anything more and i do have to say i'm sure you're gonna agree with me that during this whole covid mess like being in this school district is was a blessing because of definitely the can-do attitude and the um uh it was just a sense of, word. it's okay. It was just a sense of like, okay, what do we got to do? Let's get it done. Exactly. Um, What's the word with a C when you work together? Collaboration. <laughs> I'm like, God, I don't give me more letters. That, that, <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. So I, the team's just been so collaborative in every area. Like, you know, ed services and technology mm-hmm. and health services and student services and nutrition services. And it just goes on and on. And like, you know, watching the nutrition services people help your team yep. put together the um, packets to go home. The, um, yeah, the, the tests, tests and the letter. And the masks and, and all those the, things. Yeah, yeah. was just like, wow. We really banded together. It was us and nutrition yeah. services and risk management. I mean, we just, it was, it was kind of an all hands on deck. Um, that's what COVID did, though. It took right. us all from working in our little individual departments to what has to get done. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. And nobody said that's not my job. And nobody ever you said know, that's ever. not my job. And, um, and that's been... That, that's been just 
So, I mean, I've been with this district for 23 years. And I said from the day I got here, this seems like a family. And it truly is. It really is. And we didn't see that more clearly than we did during COVID. Because mm-hmm. literally, there was, I, it did not come across anybody that said, I'm out. You know, some of them were afraid, and rightfully so, because mm-hmm. they didn't know, you know, especially the nutrition services people and people that weren't able to work from home. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you have to come. We have to feed our kids, mm-hmm. you know, and for, for them, it was scary, but none of them said no. You know, they just said, we'll do what we have to. And we had, you know, our principals and our, um, and our managers and our, you know, cabinet members it work in the lines, yeah. you know, and making sure the kids got their meals. Yep. So it's been, you know, th- those are the silver lining things. It so is. It like makes you grateful. It makes me proud. I'm so proud yeah. to work for Palm Springs Unified, truly. But you know, you were in a unique, unique position, still are, because you have a medical background. And, you know, although all this is brand new to you, a lot of a lot of weight fell on your shoulders and still does because, you know, this was a case where the superintendent who's supposed to know everything had nobody to go to, to ask, right? Cause everybody has their, their expertise. higher ups, yeah. right? Like their expertise. And then the people that they're going to go to above them. And when it came to this, everybody's in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew. So a lot of people were, you know, looking to you like, Laura, what should we do? What did that feel like? Um, it was stressful. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. There's been, there was a few days where I just went in my car like, oh my gosh, what right. are we going to do? <laughs> but um, again, like I work with such a great team of people that, and I, I really, I have such good support from like my bosses. I always felt so supported that um, you know, we would figure it out and we, I knew that we would find a solution to make it work, but yeah, it was stressful. There was a lot and it was, it was just the, the constant inflow of new information and the changes and keeping up and explaining to people yeah. why the change was happening. Um, and especially explaining the, why the change was happening to non-medical people was hard sometimes. And, and I'm sure it was a lot of the time don't shoot the messenger because it wasn't you didn't come up with it it was like somebody else yeah (laughs) this is what we have to do now and you know you had to explain it and you had to justify it as best you could but push came to shove we decided we were going to listen to the to the medical people and yeah. if that's what they said then we're gonna do it yeah and i'm glad that we did that we really towed the line with what public health was recommending and um i i think that that really was the best decision we could have made um it never steered us wrong we always were doing you know what we needed to do and i think that overall we really managed the amount of cases on our on our um you know on our campuses really really well yeah and and that that's very true and thank goodness uh, we're not aware of any any kids who passed from COVID, I don't You're think. You're not, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, we did lose a few staff. We did. And yeah. And I know and... there was some staff that lost family, yes. but, um, I mean, I don't think there's anybody who hasn't been touched by true. COVID in a negative way. I mean, like, you know, if, if it's not your media family, you certainly have friends or you, you have, you know, people who you were close with mm-hmm. who, you know, who were didn't affected. make it through, yeah. you know, and it, it's, it's just, 
it's horrible. And then, like, I don't want to, like, close the show on negative notes, so we're not going to do that. We came back to COVID, by the way. I know. <laughs> How can you not, though? I mean, like, when, let's just one more thing about COVID. Like, we're coming into the winter months. Like, what are you hearing and what, what do you think we should expect? Are we going to have another surge like um, we did last year? So if you look back at some of the trends, we've traditionally had about a 90-day peak every single, like every 90 days we have another peak. Public health is saying now that um, this last BA5 peak that we've seemed to have make it, made it to the top and that we're starting to come down on the other side of that wave. So um, I'm hoping that that will carry us through at least into the fall. Um, and then depending, you know, what, how the next set of variants comes out and how severe those are, it's hard to know, you know, I mean, it, if, if you were looking at last year and trying to predict how we would be this year, it, it's hard to say, like, how can we, I can't believe that we're still doing this two years right. later. So it's, it's really hard to make a prediction as to where it's going to go going forward. Yeah, I guess we know, you know, nobody was really expecting that last January and February we were going to be as bad as I left were. Christmas break thinking like, oh, it's good. I can take a vacation. <laughs> I'm going to go get some rest on Christmas break and everything exploded. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Who knows? I, I just not right of me to even ask you to, um, to speculate about that. So what made you decide to go into school nursing? I did a rotation in school nursing when I was doing my bachelor's program and I walked through that school and I remember walking through the school thinking this is where I want to work and I just immediately out of school pursued um, you know I'd been an LVN for seven years before I became a registered nurse and so I'd worked all over the place but a lot of a lot of community health and I, I don't I I'll be honest, I don't like working in hospitals. <laughs> I prefer to be out in the community. Um, and I don't know, I walked into that school and thought, this is what I want to do. And um, I was lucky enough to meet somebody right out of nursing school who, um, I just had a baby. And um, I brought my three-week-old baby on a job do on, a, on a job interview with oh. her. And she said, "Do you when can you start? And I said, well, it, my, my baby's here. And she <laughs> said, well, bring your baby with you. So I did. I was working in a special, um, with the county, I was working in a, um, like a special ed um, uh, setting with, a, with medically fragile kids. And that's how I got my start in school nursing. Wow. Yeah. So you plan on sticking with this? Like, is there any other type of nursing? Oh, no, I can't imagine doing anything else. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. And I hope that you're not planning on doing this somewhere else. Never. Either. I would never leave. I can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to stay. Because you're part of the family. I'm part of the family. A, a key part of the family. I got jumped in with COVID, you know? I just, now I'm, part, I'm in. <laughs> and look at my phone, Laura. It's still filthy as ever. Um, I'm... <laughs> I'll never forget that day sitting next to you. <laughs> Cynthia, this is a kind of funny story. I have a minute. I can tell you. So we were we were in too tight a space, but we didn't know that yet at the time that we shouldn't be in close quarters. And we were all in the closed eating, room, <laughs> eating. And in the, right after this happened and the schools got shut down and I'm sitting next to Laura and she is horrified. Look at my phone. <laughs> I have to shut it off for you to see how dirty it is. I haven't changed one single bit, but she saw my phone and she was like, ew. And she's like, well, you're going to spread this all by yourself. I was something like that, you know? Um, 
but it, it was, you know, I hardly even knew, like I had talked to Laura a lot. We work in the same building, but I don't think I ever saw her until COVID hit. Like, I don't think I ever met you until no, like No, like then. we knew of each other, sends emails and all of that stuff, but we hadn't met until she's sitting next to me and she's like horrified by my phone. <laughs> And I just like let something fly out of my mouth. Oh my God, this girl doesn't even know me. It was classic though. It was great. She knows me. First impressions are important. (laughs) Yeah, I I should clean my phone, huh? I do once in a while and then it just gets right back like this. I don't know why. (laughs) Probably because my hands are dirty too. I do wash my hands. See, that's that's the silver lining too is everybody got really good at washing their hands. I do wash my hands. Laura, you are awesome. I always love talking to you. Well, thank you you so much for having me. And thank you for everything that you do. We're very, very fortunate to have you. And and I'm glad you're not planning on going anywhere. I'm not. I promise I'm here to How old are your kids? 12 and almost 13 and 8. Wow. And they they go to the... That other school They're in that district, other district out Down there. Valley. That's okay. My kids went there too. I live that way. (laughs) Me too. In a way, it's better. In a way, it's better. It's a little separation of church and state. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you again. And a new podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look if you learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Danica Raymond and Miss Cynthia on the board. And we will see you next week.